Hi, my name is Wamboy and welcome to my podcast Spilled Words. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and I'm so honored that you have chosen to come back and spend the next few minutes with me. One of my biggest goals this season was to be truthful with my day-to-day struggles. In this episode, I try to achieve this goal by telling a story about an experience that was painful to go through and not necessarily physically, but emotionally. Um, I think in general, life can sometimes lead you through experiences that are so grinding and paralyzing you end up with a lot of questions and doubts. And I also know that we are all struggling in one way or another with pain, with grief, with loss, with fear, with shame, and so many crippling thoughts, but we just don't talk about them enough. And I constantly wonder, what if we just normalize being honest with our struggles, maybe not in public or by posting about it, but with just with people we love and people we surround ourselves with? Maybe we wouldn't be so self-centered. Anyways, I really hope you enjoy this episode. I walk around conscious of people's pain now. This may be because I work in a hospital and I've experienced a lot of loss, but it could be just a personality trait. I feel like after the year we just had, our emotions hit a pinnacle, ripped us apart and open, and we all walk around feeling raw and exposed. I also worry sometimes that we don't or may not have the capacity to feel pain, to deal with pain, or even express it. Between every baddie, Instagram post, savage tweet, and thirst trap vacay, there's a constant suppression of pain, loss, fear, struggle, and a constant display of finely scripted happiness, highlight moments, and perfectly timed joy. Every single person has a story that will break your heart. And if you're paying attention, many people have a story that will bring you to your knees. Nobody gets to ride in life for free. In a year where pain was made so tangible and plain-sightedly evident in the way we walk, we talk, and act, how do we regain the strength and audacity to reach in for hope, joy, and excitement, especially when it feels almost non-existent? How do we keep our struggles in perspective, but also allow ourselves and others to feel and express them? I spent Valentine's Day with a man holding a scalpel over my breast. I typically spend about 36 to 48 hours a week in a hospital. You'd think by now I had paid attention to all the minute details I was suddenly noticing and how horrid an environment hospitals are. I lay on the procedure bed looking around. This room was devoid of beauty. The walls were cream and not light cream or dark cream, not peeling or dirty, just cream. There was no decoration to save the limp lines on the window, but posters on the wall that had messages unclear if they were for the patients or the healthcare providers. Like, make sure you wash your hands. I hate that sign, I thought. Simply common sense to wash your hands in a hospital. There's so many germs floating around. Otherwise, it's just gross not to. The ceiling was white, which I thought was an annoying contrast to the walls and blinds. I stared at it for a while. It had 49 tiles, seven on each line, vertical and horizontal, and the ones on the outer were half a square. I counted them as whole. The room wasn't that big and everything seemed well put. It smelled like bleach. Not harshly, but there was an undertone scent to everything. At the door were dispensers for rubber gloves and hand sanitizer. Right by the door was a small sink with a soap dispenser on its right, a napkin dispenser on the left, and a small rectangular mirror right above the tap. 
besides it was a small trash can it was a really dull room so dull it matched my spirit maybe that's why hospitals are dull i wondered to portray the emptiness that's being felt in those rooms the silence in the room pin drop i was so zoned out i forgot there was a man above me with a scalpel in his hand i could hear my heartbeat i could taste my fear every inhale and exhale was audible i had been draped sterilized injected with some topical anesthetic and the doctor said, "Okay, one boy, this shouldn't hurt. I gave you some numbing medication. It will feel like pressure, but it won't hurt, okay?" I nodded. I lay there quietly. I kept my eyes closed and I opened them only once to look at the nurse by my side. I couldn't see her face. She had a mask on, but her eyes were kind and reassuring. She asked about my job and what I was currently watching on Netflix. I was certain it was to distract me, and I truly appreciated her presence. All I felt was movement, probing, slight pressure, and it was done. Within a few minutes, I was seated up, buttoning my jacket, as the nurse handed me a couple of ice packs and a folder of paperwork. She said, make sure you take some ibuprofen for the discomfort and soreness. I'll send the biopsy samples to the lab, and you'll receive a call as soon as the results are back, typically in a day or two. I ended up in this room two weeks after I found a lamp as I was taking a shower. There's something about showers I absolutely relish. I don't know if it's because it's the one place I truly sound like Adele, good voice or not, or its water pours down freely as my mind fades into dullness and everything is just a foggy illusion, but also insanely clear. Sensation of steamy water calms me, takes my mind off things. But on this day, as my mind swelled, I felt some discomfort as I raised my left arm. And then I found it, a lamp. It was very distinct. So I stepped out of the bathroom, reached out for my phone and set up a phone appointment with my doctor. I sat in the doctor's office, shifting uncomfortably as she washed her hands. She had just done my physical exam and I honestly wanted her to sit down and clear all my doubts with a light joke and a quick, go home, you have nothing to worry about. But it wasn't all clear. In fact, I watched her shift in discomfort as soon as she sat down. I sat up and every part of my body stiffened. I took a big gulp of air and somehow swallowed a lump of it. The fear sat on me like a pillow over my mouth and nose. Enough air gets by it, allowing my body to keep functioning, but it's crippling all the same. I talk and nod while every single part of me was panicking wildly. Everything the doctor was saying after that landed on deaf ears. It was like she was pouring gasoline into the spark of fear in my belly. Her face was gentle, as if to reassure me, but also stern, as if to remind me the magnitude of her words. I couldn't help but notice the perfect highlights of her hair, neatly trimmed as if just done, the wrinkles right along her eyes that made her seem old enough to know what she's talking about, but not old enough to have grandchildren. She must have been a very particular person because everything she had on was perfectly seamed and iron, a perfectly ironed shirt and dark blue pants. She leaned forward unto me as she spoke. I was uncertain if she was trying to clarify her words or ask me a question. She said, I know it's probably scary, but lumps are more common than you imagine. We are going to take all the necessary steps to make sure we take care of this, okay? Those words annoyed me more than they consoled, but I nodded. Every single fear and paranoid imagination of how my life would end culminated in my head and I knew that this was it. This is how I die. It may be dramatic, but a new voice was pushing itself out of my thoughts. All of the closeness I felt to death, the awareness of my own mortality so finely threaded and so acute. We then scheduled for a biopsy a few days after. I could not possibly tell anyone, not immediately, because how do you tell people that you love, that you're in pain. Not necessarily physical pain, but emotional fear that cripples so much it hurts. My close friend had just lost her uncle. My other friend had lost her grandmother. 
Another had lost her child. Another had just lost her job. There was no comparing my possible diagnosis to their actual loss. I drove myself to the biopsy and back. And when I got home after the biopsy, I just wanted to lie down, to sulk in my pain and panic, to hold onto my phone until it rings. I curled up in my bed, stared at the ceiling and thought through all the worst case scenarios. I let out a cry because I was terrified of what that meant. I wish we were taught how to deal with pain. Maybe we would be stronger, maybe we would be kinder, and maybe we would be braver with how we love and show up for others. But for now, we have to find a healthy way to deal with it. Sometimes we go through scary things. Sometimes we hold the hands of our loved ones as they go through scary things. And my God, we go through hard things. But from now on, I choose to say that when pain comes, in whichever form, I let it sit with me just long enough to feel the emotion and gain a new perspective. And then I open the front door and invite it to leave. This way I am solid. I am real to myself and others, yet not wallowing, but unable to embrace my future in a healthy way. Let's keep our struggles in perspective, but also allow ourselves and others to feel and express them. On Monday at about 8.15am, I sat up on my bed holding my mug of coffee I sipped on it as I flipped through Joanne Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking when my phone started buzzing on my bedside table. I picked it up and I stared at the screen. It was the clinic. A phone call that would define my future. Hello? I can never put in words how grateful I am for every single one of you. I see the downloads, I see the rates, I see the reviews, I see the comments. They mean so much to me and every single message I get means the entire world to me. If you want to continue this conversation or talk about anything at all, really, I'm on Instagram at spilledwords underscore podcast. You can send me an email on spilledwordsthepodcast at gmail.com. I love to connect with you guys and I love to hear other people's stories, most importantly. So don't hesitate to reach out to me and thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. See you again on the next one. Bye.